It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Tuesday. And it's all about you this hour at 508-996-0500. Also, app chat messages and open line voicemails via the WBSM app. We will be discussing, I'm sure, more about the interview yesterday with Catherine Adamowitz and Paul Hankins talking with Barry Richard about what went wrong with this ballot question to impose term limits on city councilors. And there was, you know, there was all kinds of speculation going on. There was all kinds of, you know, conspiracy theories. It was it was Linda Morad's doing. It was Mayor Mitchell's doing. It was it really just sounds to me like it was the election commission not understanding, the election office not understanding what the process was supposed to be and passing it off to somebody else. And the city solicitor not understanding that that was part of their job as well. That's what it is. And it's, it, that's, that's okay. Just step forward and, and take the blame and say, we didn't know. And I think that's what's especially frustrating about this is that nobody said we didn't know. That at least according to Catherine and Paul's characterization of what happened, which again is the only version of the story that we have right now. Because neither the election commissioner nor the city solicitor are sharing their side of the story. So is it that you suggested that they talk to these people and suggested that they follow this path, but I'll get back to you and let you know for sure. Or was it as they're saying, I'm going to pass you off to these people who can lead you through the process. When that process was not the correct process for this particular question. Those are the questions that we need answered. And yeah, I think that those are important to have the answers for. And why would the city solicitor say, you know, that's not my job. You need to go to the Secretary of State's office only for the Secretary of State's office to say, actually, that is their job. That's who you need to speak to about this. And then to be, to, to have the city solicitor, at least according to Catherine's characterizations, be bothered by the fact that these citizens are, are asking for your help and advice and asking to meet with you and putting it off. What do you think your job is? Who do you think that you work for? I get it. There's a lot on your plate. There's a lot that you have to do. But first and foremost, the people who pay the taxes in the city of New Bedford are the people that you answer to. And if they need your assistance with something, you handle it in an appropriate and timely manner. You don't kick the can on down and hope that they go away for a couple of weeks. And you know what I think part of this is? 
And this is just my own speculation. I have no reason to believe this, but I wonder if you ask Catherine and Paul this, if they would feel the same way. I don't think that they thought that they were going to get the signatures. I don't think they thought that this was going to be a real thing. So they just felt like, well, we can, you know, just just keep, you know, keep appeasing the two people that are doing this because it's just two people and it's not going to have the, the, the support that they think that it will. Surprise, it did. And it turned into something that was a movement. Because now you've got people who are aggravated about this who are going to be motivated to do something about it. You know, one gentleman called in yesterday and said, let's go protest outside City Hall. Well, unfortunately, that's not going to do anything. It might make you feel a little bit better for a day, but it's not going to evoke the change that you want. As Catherine and Paul were saying yesterday, the way to evoke the change that you want now is to call the city councilors, call the mayor, and tell them that you want support for this to be a ballot question that the council can put on that would make it binding. Now, I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't understand why that's the case, why if they put it on the, the ballot, it would be binding. But the other processes, the other possibilities are long. One would involve getting 9,000 signatures, creating a commission, and they, and, and, and that's, you could leave it up to the council to do either. They could either put a binding question on or they could put, which again, I don't, I don't understand why they can do it and not the people, but whatever. And they could also create a commission that would look into term limits for all offices and a change to the charter. It's convoluted. It doesn't make sense. And as I said yesterday, I hope they're still getting a second opinion from the Secretary of State's office. I know they're going to the Attorney General's office because they feel like this is a violation of their First Amendment right, the right to petition. And I hope that a lot of you will sign on with that. A lot of you that signed the petition feel the same way. That this is a violation of your First Amendment right to petition the government. Because what they're saying is you can't petition the government in this situation. I guess theoretically you could petition the legislature to try to make a change in this procedure. And Catherine indicated that further on down the line she plans to talk to Representative Cabral and Senator Montigny about this issue. But that's bigger picture down the road. They're trying to strike while the iron is hot and people are fired up about this movement to get these term limits put in place. And again, I haven't come down one way or the other about whether or not I support term limits in general or for the city councilors, but I certainly 100% support that this question should have been put on the ballot and put to the people of the city to decide. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? You know, for the amount of taxes we're paying and the service that we're getting uh, at City Hall, and now this, uh, it's unacceptable. And the only way you're going to take care of this, uh, 
when Catherine went, uh, according, I listened to Barry's show, Catherine uh, Adamowitz. She said she went uh, on April 19th to get the uh, the applications. And she was told by Manny DeBrittle that, you know, according to him, that's the, the, the way to go, the proper protocol. And then, uh, you know, she had to uh, go back and uh, speak to the solicitor general that tried to give her the runaround. Uh, she, according to her, she wanted to try to go in there on July 24th. And then uh, he rescheduled for her to come in on July 27th. Uh, and she had to practically beg him to go in there and uh, get the answers to why uh, why it's, it's invalid. Right, the process right. of, she got 2,700 signatures, if I understood her correctly. Yes. And then she was told by uh, Eric Jakes, the city solicitor, uh, that uh, it didn't pass the state statute and uh, didn't follow proper procedure. And, so, and, I mean... And, and you can ahead, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that when she talked to Manny that first time, which was, what, April 19th, you said, I think when she talked to him the first time, I believe that's when he indicated he was going to have to check with the city solicitor about this. And he told New Bedford Light that he went and he talked to somebody in the solicitor's office. So that means they were made aware of it all the way back then, and they couldn't meet with Catherine and Paul until July, what, 26th? So you're talking months Months that you made them wait to get simple answers to a question. Yeah, so disinformation and omission of information and just let her wait out until, you know, the air's out of the bag, I mean, out of the balloon, rather. And, uh, you know, there would be no steam and it would fade for six years, you know. Uh, we need to get down to the bottom of this. And people have complained going to the election commission the way they were treated there. Uh, you know, I think uh, Manny DeBrito needs to be scrutinized, and so does Eric James. I say uh, clean the slate, put new people in that position. If the mayor's listening, I hope he looks into that, because right now we have no confidence in our election system. Uh, you know, there are public employees. The mayor's a public servant. So is the city council public servant. If this is about, if Eric James is using his position as solicitor, uh, the, solicitor, the solicitor's office uh, to protect career politicians, uh, he needs to be ousted. And if I was mayor, I would clean slate, get a new commissioner, get a new city solicitor, and get people's confidence back. Because right now, if they stay in there, I mean, does our, does our vote count? I would, I would, do we have confidence in the election commission that the, the votes are going to be accurate and well counted? Because well, we know in the last I, election there was a discrepancy from the voting machines and the ballots. I don't think there was a discrepancy. There was just a machine that broke down. Well, uh, when the story, some people said uh, that, uh, well, that's what I heard at the time. I, I, I mean, maybe I misunderstood. Yeah, I think well, but, the uh, last uh, two uh, elections, I think there have been, I think during the, the special election for Ward 3 and the previous election, there were, um, there were machines that broke down that held up getting the results on time. Or in a so what was know, in question held, was the ballot results ago. versus the, what was the tabulation on the machines. Well, either way, I, I, this, we need to get down to the bottom of this because we're paying a lot of taxes. And if we, got, if we have our employees that are not doing their job, and then it's time to replace them. Because in a, in a private sector, you're not doing your job and you make a big, big mistake, it's going to cost you your job. And over here, 
it's you know one one uh, scratch one's back to scratch the other's back, you know to protect each other from who the taxpayer. I mean, uh, uh, how much is Eric Jake's getting? Six figures. I know uh, Manny DeBrito's getting six figures and benefits and health insurance. And this is you know the kind of government we have. It's unacceptable. And if I was the mayor, clean house, start on a clean slate, and this will all go away. All right. Thank you for the call. You have a good day. And um, I, I will say, like, I don't, I don't have, I have full confidence in the elections themselves. And I think that those, you know, minus the fact that there have been some issues with the machines and it's taken longer to get some results, I don't, I don't have any doubt that the elections are being run correctly and, and fairly. Um, this is just more of a matter of, and, and granted, this is not something that comes up every day. So it's not like I expected that the election office would know off the top of their heads exactly what the procedure is here. But I would expect that the election office would have a pamphlet, a handbook, a book, a, pa a paperwork, a packet, whatever it may be for people that want to do this. And again, that might be something that goes beyond the New Bedford Election Commission office and goes to the state to say, well, the state has these weird, arcane, archaic rules of how to do this. They should be providing this information to local elections offices so that they can provide it to the citizens that want to do this. So this can go all the way up that high in terms of a lack of responsibility. But just step forward and say, yeah, things got screwed up. Accountability means a lot. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Hi. Um, anyways, unfortunately, it is who you know in this world, how you get jobs. You know what I mean? And that's a sad thing because it's, it's very true. Because even when I was young, I went out with um, Judge, I shouldn't say the name anyway, but he deceased already, and they live in um, Swansea. Um, I went out with um, uh, the son, and um, I got a job with a snap of my fingers, and um the courthouse out there and I'll tell you it was the easiest job I ever had in my life and I don't I don't like I don't like that type of thing that's why I know a lot of people I went to Bishop staying and I never ask anybody for anything favors or anything because I don't a, a lot of people that's what they do the whole world is like that you know what I mean mm -hmm. oh I know so oh call so and so you'll get this or call so and so and they'll help you and all this you know what I don't I don't go that route ever yeah, I don't. I, I don't want favors because I don't want to have to owe favors. I I don't need to owe a favor, but the thing is, I I just don't go that route. And then, unfortunately, that's how the world is. And I don't believe that who who is this? Who is the city council? Why do they get so much power? They don't deserve it. Number one, they gave themselves a raise. Number two, which I don't I don't agree with, on the taxpayers' back. And then um, up in the up in the state house there, them two got it wrapped up, and they gave themselves uh, a beautiful pension and everything else. And who gives them the right? Well, that I, should be. Yeah, I don't. I don't begrudge the city councilors the raise that they gave themselves, like other people do. It's a. It's more than a part time job, and they're, the salary that they draw for it is essentially with the same you would make at a at a part time yeah. job. So I, I feel like I feel like they need to be better. They they should have been better compensated for for the work that they're doing. Yeah, but I don't think they should just do it on their own. That all this stuff should be on the ballot when we go to vote. All these things we're talking about should be on the ballot and let us vote on all these things. The people have a say so in this. You know, it's not all about them. 
I don't agree with I don't agree with what's going on at all either. I don't know what we're going to do about it. Yeah, I don't know what you can do except you know when you when November comes around, make sure you show up and vote. No matter how you decide to vote, just make sure that you vote and, oh, and vote have your voice all heard. The time. I vote all the time. I never skip. That's my right from young. I couldn't wait to go vote. I love the flag. I love the pledge. I love everything. I love my country since young. I just love that. But anyways, um, I don't agree with that, and up, I don't agree with up up in the state houses what they did either. It's not fair. It's not right. Yeah. Well, I it's think. A, I can't. Well, I can't do much because um, my hands are tied too. You know, I can't. Um, I got a lot going on in my own life. You know, you get busy every day, and it's hard. You know, I went and signed the, for for um, for this. I went and signed. You know what I mean? I'll do. I'll sign what you just said. And and what, and now you feel like you signed something that you know basically your voice has been taken away now. Yeah, but what's the next thing we have? To Find him. So the next thing to do is to call the city council office and to tell them that you want them to push this forward, that you want the city council to push this forward. From what Catherine was saying, I guess they could put it on the ballot and make it binding. So you want to reach out to the call the council office and leave a message for all the councilors saying that. Yeah, but you said we got to sign something else for um, up 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 it for the attorney general. Or? No, I mean Catherine and Paul are going to keep going on this. They're they're going to go to the attorney general's office and say you know, our, our First Amendment right has been taken away, but that's something that they're doing. So nothing nothing else to sign yet. They just ask for people to make phone calls to the council office. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Have a good okay, day. Have a good day, yep. 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break. Back in a few moments. And we will take more of your phone calls in just a few moments. But right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. A new poll just released by the New York Times shows a 2024 election between President Joe Biden and Donald Trump would be a tie if held today. The poll, which sampled 1,329 registered voters, found that both candidates poll at 43 percent. Biden's presidential job approval rating stands at 39 percent, while his personal approval rating stands at 43. Meanwhile, President Trump's approval rating is at 41 percent. Biden currently leads Trump with independent and suburban voters by five by five points, a crucial group of voters that played a role in his 2020 election victory. The Times reports that both Biden and Trump have shored up support from the two parties, making the two candidates the most likely nominees for the presidential election. Asylum seekers continue to sleep on sidewalks outside a midtown Manhattan hotel with New York City struggling to find shelter for them. They were once again outside of the Roosevelt Hotel overnight, which is the intake center for newly arriving migrants. We're just simply out of space. We've been saying this for months, for you know, almost a year at this point. Uh, and so what we really need is help from our state and federal partners. Mayor Eric Adams' spokesperson, Fabian Levy, says the administration is trying to figure out a solution. Hundreds of migrants are still arriving daily, and to date, more than 93,000 have come to the city since the spring of last year. The U.S. women's national soccer team is heading to the round of 16 at the Women's World Cup. The Americans played Portugal to a scoreless draw in their final group match in New Zealand, extending their World Cup unbeaten streak to 20 straight matches. The U.S. finishes second in Group E behind the Netherlands. Team USA will face the winner out of Group G, which will likely be Sweden early Sunday morning. A new study ranks the best and worst states to retire in. Trey Thomas has more. 
Bank rate analyst Alex Gailey says states were graded on several things. So I looked at affordability, looked at the cost and quality of health care, overall well-being, weather and crime for all 50 states to come up with the rankings we did for best and worst states to retire. According to Bankrate, the number one retirement state is Iowa, followed by Delaware and West Virginia. The worst three states are California, New York, and at the bottom of the list is Alaska. I'm Trey Thomas. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is defending a law he signed last week that would allow non-U.S. citizens to become police officers. Critics have argued the legislation would allow individuals who entered the U.S. illegally to apply for the positions. Pritzker says the bill would be limited to individuals who are legally allowed to work in the United States and who are legally allowed to possess firearms. The law goes into effect January 1st. And compact discs are making a comeback, and you can thank the pandemic. Bree Tennis has more. From 2020 to 2021, more than 40 million music CDs were sold. That's not big when you consider during that same time, more than 219 million songs were downloaded. But YouGov says right now about 42% of all Americans still listen to CDs. And there's good reason for the comeback. The pandemic made us get back to basics. Remember the bread making? Discmaker says physical music wins over downloaded music for ownership, sound quality, brand building, and cost. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Red Sox lost 6-2 against the Seattle Mariners last night. Game two of their three-game series will begin tonight at 9.40 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We are going to kick off this first day of August a little bit cooler. We've got a north-northwest wind about 5 to 10 miles an hour. And we'll have some partly sunny skies for the day with a high reaching near 79 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're going to be partly cloudy and cool, low of 56. And for Wednesday, mostly sunny skies, a little bit cooler, high near 77. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 65 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Think of it as breakfast for your mind. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. <laughs> If you want to call in and chime in, coming up in the next hour, we'll be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. We'll be turning on the light and talking about this issue for sure. The issue of the ballot question that Catherine Adamowitz and Paul Hankins were on the verge of having all the signatures that they needed to get this placed on the ballot. A binding question that would have placed term limits on New Bedford City Councilors if it passed. The problem here is that uh, apparently the procedure they were following from the very beginning was wrong. 
and nobody properly informed them of that because apparently nobody else knew either. And it took too long for someone to look into it to give them the proper answers. So if you sign that petition, it was all for naught. I mean, I guess at least politically here, it was all for naught. Now, in terms of public sentiment, it certainly will stand out and will show that this is something that people want to see happen. At least the ability to vote on this. It doesn't necessarily mean that it would pass, but at least people wanted to have the opportunity to have their voices be heard. Say, South Coast Towing, that's who you should call when you've been in an accident on the South Coast. At South Coast Towing, they offer a wide range of services to meet all of your towing needs. From local and long-distance towing to accident recovery and heavy-duty hauling, they have the expertise and the equipment to handle it all. They provide fast and courteous towing services in Massachusetts. They are fully insured and have been in business since 1999. They are ready to respond to all of your vehicle emergency needs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and again, that's with more than 30 years' experience. They have a short arrival time of 45 minutes or less, and if you've ever waited for a tow truck, you know 45 minutes is a godsend. And even less, that's a miracle. Honest competitive prices, zero hidden fees, friendly professional service. Call them today, 508-995-9777. Put that number in your phone in case you need it, 508-995-9777, or visit them online at southcoasttowing.com. And if you want a really easy way to remember that number, this is how I remember it. You know, 508-995. That's pretty common for phone numbers around here, right? 508-995, then another nine, and then three little tow truck hooks, 777. That's how I remember it. So 508-995-9777, or the easiest way, of course, southcoasttowing.com. All right, if you want to call in and have your voice heard this morning, 508-996-0500 is our number. Uh, DSY New Bedford says, Tim, there's no way the city council is going to vote to put this on the ballot. That's like cutting their own throats. You know what, though? It is true, and I felt the same way. There's no way that they're going to want to put this on the ballot. That's why they're not saying anything about it. But also, 2,700 people... You don't want to have 2,700 people voting against you in your next race because that can make significant damage in a New Bedford election, especially with the kind of voter turnout that we've been getting. So you might want to appeal and appease 2,700 enthusiastic voters. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? So, um, interesting. You know, you think about the strategy and, okay, let's see. say we try to get the uh, city council to put it on the, the ballot. Um, this entire issue has become a lightning rod now. So I think that Catherine's proposal has probably gained way more press and way more steam than she had ever been. So... You, I guess strategy-wise, do you think that the council would want to put it on? Because um, if it was uh, if it was before all this had happened, um, I'm not so sure that it would get all the votes. But 
now it sounds like because it is a lightning rod issue that it would gain two times or three times more votes than it would have if it if this hadn't happened. Um, so would the council be motivated to put it on? Yeah, if you step up and you're the councilor who says, I'm going to get this on the ballot, I want to push to get this on the ballot, you become a folk hero to 2,700 people at least. Well, well, no, I agree. Well, that I agree with. I'm thinking the other way around is, is if you're a council person that's not interested in this going through, you know, I mean, you, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place because, you know, it's not the council's fault that this happened, obviously, but in good spirit, they should try to get it on. But now that, the, that there's a focus on this and all this press and discussion and like I said, it's a lightning rod issue now. Um, it's probably going to get more votes than it ever would have imagined, right? Yeah. yeah um, now, and but, if you didn't know about it before, you know about it now. Right. I mean, uh, anyway, I just was thinking about this. <laughs> I guess if you're a council person and you get away with it, they're going to you know, maybe you stay know what? away from it like... Yeah. You know what, too? We also, we have a tendency to think about issues because we, we kind of live in this talk radio bubble of where the people that we're hearing from and that we're talking to every day are engaged in these kind of matters. So you have to say, well, how much does the regular person outside of those who pay attention to WBSM or read New Bedford Light care about this issue? And I think the minute you present to the general public that something fishy was going on with politicians, that motivates people that don't even have to know what it's all about. They just say, oh, no, we're not going to have that. And then they're going to come out and vote one way or the other. Right. No, I hear you. Um, well, listen, you have a great day, Kim. Take it easy. And if you want to call in and chime in, 508-996-0500. But i got to take a break right now. Talk to you in a couple of minutes. Let's um. jump right back into your phone calls. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Are you talking about the councillors at large that are going to be uh, voted for? Um, I mean, we can. We're talking about the, the ballot question that would have given term limits to the city councillors if approved. But uh, if you want to talk about the council race at large, sure. Yeah, I, I have one uh, that's got signed up, but he's been fired from every uh, job that he's had. And uh, he also was very bad to people that lived in that first built the um, uh, condominiums for the, for the less fortunate. He would always say, if you walk on the grass, your mother, to the children, he would say, if you walk on the grass, your mother's going to get evicted. You know, no mothers knew that this was going on, and it was Bruce Duart, and he said he signed all over for council at large. He was with the church, they got rid of him, he was with the, he was with the crossroads, um, they got rid of him. Every job he's had, he just he uh, can't. So I don't think he'd make a good council at large, because he'd probably be taking more than giving. All right. What do you think? I, I, don't, I don't know much about the man personally. I know that he's a former counselor, uh, but I don't know that much about him outside of his work on the council previously. Yeah, yeah. he works in the bank, and every job he has, he, he never succeeds. He's been like that from young. He wants to be, a, he wants to be king of the mountain when he's not deserving. Well, who, so like who, who are you supporting for counselor at large, if you don't mind my asking? I don't know yet, but it won't be him. Okay, fair enough. Thank you for the call. Yes, thank you. Bye. And uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. What's on your mind? Uh, so if they had been given the correct information, what would have been the deadline to get the 20, what is it, 29,000 and some odd signatures? 
Uh, well, so if they had been given the correct information, they would have needed 9,000 to, yeah, to, to get a, 9, and that question would have just, that all that would have done is got a question on the ballot to create correct. a commission. Right, and right. I think it would have been the same deadline because this is the deadline that is, is here is for being able to get it processed and put onto the ballot. So I'm sure it would have been the, the same timeline. And what, what is that deadline exactly? Uh, I believe it's the end of this month. I mean, if you've got 2,700 motivated people that just commit to, 10, to getting 10 additional signatures, I mean, that's a wrap. And I if you, think if you've irritated people that much that those 2,700 people who signed that, even if, even if only half of them commit to activating and, and getting just 10 signatures each. And I think you, I would not be surprised to see, you know, because of everything that's going on, why not continue to try to get that effort? I think that though that 2,700 would not be transferable. So you're starting from scratch and now you've just got weeks to why, try to get 9,000. Why would it not be transferable? Because, to- because what they signed was a petition that had the question attached to it. And that's oh. what they were signing. And in, and unfortunately, what they would be signing in this case would be a different question because that question would be, do you right. want to create a commission to look into this? So Right, 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 right. Yep. I don't know. I think I think with the amount of publicity this has gotten it, and the, inact- the, 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 the silence from, from, from our city, I don't know. I don't I, know I, that 9,000 signatures is out of the question. I think with, with help... It's possible because they have the names and addresses of the 2,700 people that signed. With the right amount of help, you could go knock on all of those doors and have them sign the new petition. So you could get that 2,700. You could. And, Can't, you, could commit, and you could commit those people to activate. And, and you know what? I think you could get 9,000 if you had a team and you went beyond just sitting outside a supermarket. And, you know, granted, Paul, Paul and, 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 uh, and, and Catherine have done quite a bit uh, with just the limited resources that they have. Right. Appeal, like you're saying, appeal to those people and see what other ideas they may have. They might right. show I up mean, at a festival or a beach or something, and they might get people that you never thought you were going to get. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's, not, it's not like you're swaying people to do much. I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not guaranteeing that this is going to happen at all. You just want to be heard. So, yeah, I, I don't know. No, I all agree. Right, have, have, have a great day. You as well. And I think you will find there are some folks who are willing to step forward and and try to help out with this effort as best they can. Catherine did mention yesterday, Catherine and Paul said the way that you can help right now and until we have any announcement about anything else going on, the way you can help right now is to call the city council office and ask them to do something about this. Ask them to put this on the ballot as a binding question. I guess it would work if they did that. I don't know. It seemed that way from the way that Catherine was was characterizing it, that if if you ask the counselors to do it, they could either... Put the question directly on the ballot or they could create the commission. Put the question on to create the commission to look into it. And if they create the commission, then it would be term limits for all offices. So that's, or they could go the home rule petition route, which is where the council votes to change it. The mayor agrees. It gets sent to the legislature and the legislature agrees. That's going to be a little bit harder. But getting the council to at least let the people be heard on it. Remember, City Council President Linda Morad said she wanted to put a question about repealing the Community Preservation Act on the ballot in November because she got a couple of dozen phone calls about it. A couple of dozen phone calls motivated her enough to want to be able to repeal the Community Preservation Act, which has brought millions of free dollars to the city. 
and helped with restoration, with housing, with keeping history alive, with recreation, all kinds of things. Two dozen, couple dozen phone calls were enough for her to want to repeal the CPA. It is 7.51 in the morning on Tuesday. I would expect you can get a couple of dozen calls over to Council President Morad about this issue before noontime. So get going. 508-979-1455. That's the council number. Call them, leave a message, tell them that you want something done about this. All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. You know, Mi Antojo Mexican Restaurant has some big news. They have opened a third location in New Bedford. So now you can grab your favorites at their new location, located at 245 Cogsall Street in New Bedford. Mi Antojo is known for offering a variety of authentic Mexican food, and that's important, authentic Mexican food that will please any Mexican food lover, including burritos, fajitas, enchiladas, and of course, margaritas, right? Because... It just makes it all go down a lot better. Margaritas, however you want them, and with so many tempting options to choose from, and now at their newest location on Cogsall Street in New Bedford, we think you should make this a Mexican night tonight at one of me and Toho's two New Bedford locations. You know, it's it's Taco Tuesday, right? So why not head out to me and Toho, one of their, well, actually three New Bedford locations. Now see more at me and Toho Mexican Restaurant.com. And I got to tell you, I, I get food from there all the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, a takeout person from there. Uh, but when I read that and I see the, them talking about all the different margaritas, I think about how rarely I have margaritas, but how much I enjoy them when I do. Maybe I should make it a little bit more frequent. All right. Well, we are going to be heading into the newsroom in just a moment. When we come back on the other side, we'll be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light, and we will be turning on the light. We'll be talking about this issue as well as some other things as well. We'll be taking more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500. I can tell you Marcus and Chris will still be talking about it this morning on South Coast Now. They're going to have Ward 3 Counselor Sean Oliver in today. They will certainly be asking him about this. Uh, Barry will also be discussing it more a little bit later on as well. So if you haven't had a chance yet to hear Catherine and Paul's interview with Barry on the program yesterday, it is up on the podcast, which you can get at WBSM.com. If you go to the Listen tab and you go to the Radio On Demand tab, that's got all of our podcasts there, or you can just click the Podcast tab at the top of the page either way. Or if you open up our app, in the middle row of menu options, one of those options is podcasts. Press that button. It'll bring you to all of our podcasts as well. And so that's a really easy way to be able to hear it if you're not a podcast savvy person. If you are a podcast savvy person, wherever you get your podcast from, you will find our WBSM podcasts, whether it be Stitcher, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whether it be uh, Spotify. We are up on all of those services and you'll be able to find our WBSM podcast. You can type in WBSM. You can type in the name of the program, whether it be the Tim Weisberg show, the Barry Richard show, South Coast Now, South Coast Tonight, the weekend shows, whatever it may be. You type it in there and you will find the podcast there. Super easy, super accessible. We want to make sure that you can hear all of the important discussions that we have here on WBSM whenever it works best for you. So we know sometimes live